not the song that I wanted to play but that's the one that came up uh, maybe for the for the end of our, our lesson I'll do I'll do the other one uh, but father God we want to thank you for allowing us to come together this evening to touch and agree and father God as we go through this lesson uh, I ask that you bless each and every person that's online to be able to hear allow them to take go away with a nugget that will give them strength and encourage them as they go walk through this darkened days and we know that it is a dark time father god and i just ask that each and every one be able to uh, allow their little light to shine and father god all of those that's not online but has a desire to get online um, allow them to be able to listen to the rape replay during the week father god and father we know that you are healing god Thank you, Father, for the healing that you have provided for us. And, Father God, as we learned this evening about enlarging our territory, we thank you, for, thank you for all the blessings and for all the gifts and all the promises that you have uh, given us and have in store for us to receive. We, we pray this, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, you all. Like I said, I'm kind of short of, uh, short of breath. I... I uh, a short, short of breath today, but I'm going to get through this lesson. I know every time I get ready to do this lesson, the enemy don't like what I'll be doing. So, but thank God that he's in charge of me and I'm going to do it. I did send out the song about uh, enlarging my territory. And I've, hopefully if you listen to that song, go back and listen to it. And listen to it in details as to exactly what is happening on the song. Uh, now... The lesson today is bless me and enlarge my territory. I think it was a few years ago. I can't remember exactly. It might might in about 2005 or 6 or 7 or 8. Something in the territory. So one person come out. Now, you know, when, when a little uh, tradition, like some, some somebody catch hold of a phrase and then just prophesy and go on and on and on but it, the thing was going around bless me oh lord oh lord and enlarge my territory everybody was saying that but this, this is uh first chronicles 
4 and 10. We're going to delve in that. This is really all about prayer. And that's what we need today. We need many people to be able to get a prayer through. You know, y'all, that's a basic. If we don't pray, we can't make it through this dark time. And this is this is an example of, of prayer that I want us to be able to focus and just know if God, God is not a respect to a person. If he did it for one, if he did it for Jabez, he could do it for you. But Jabez had no issue. He knew God was going to do it. First uh, Chronicles 4 and 10 says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Bottom line, real, we're going to talk about it. Real said, right in the same verse, it said, he asked the request, and boom, God granted his request. Now, just to give you a little bit of detailed background, let's, so let's talk about it a little bit. Now, Chronicles, uh, you might want the books of Chronicles, I wanted to tell you what it's all about. Now, Chronicles retells the entire story of the Hebrew Bible, highlighting the future hope of the messianic king and a restored temple like the books of samuel and kings first and second chronicles was also written in a single book in the hebrew bible that's what it was now uh there there i i really believe this quote and you all know that i quote this quite often maya angelo said this said this this is one of her quotes and i think there's another guy that wrote the quote also uh she said if you don't know where you've come from you don't know where you're going maya angelo said i have respect for the past but i'm also a person of the moment I'm here and I do my best to completely send us entered at the place of I'm at first. Let me, let me read that again. Uh, I apologize for that. She said, I have respect for the past. I, me, me, I have much respect for the past, but I'm a person of moment. I'm here and I do my best to completely entered at the place I'm at. Be centered at the place that I'm at. She said, and then I go forward to the next place. And we have to be able to, you all, is, uh, this is where I, I, I stand with it. At some time in our life, we have to focus. Find out, where am I? What am I doing? Am I just going day by day doing the same thing over and over again? The, the, the prayer of serenity said, if you do the same thing, oh, we do the same thing over and over again and it's expecting a, a different result. That's not going to happen. We have to focus and, and make it purpose. Jabez knew where he was and he wanted better. He wanted to do something. He wanted, I look at it this way. Uh, the book God gave me to write was about escape the crabs of the basket mentality. And that is a little saying that has been on us, our culture for many years that we're like crabs in the basket. We follow each other. We don't have, we don't take time to do any personal, uh, checkup to see exactly where you are, what you're doing. Uh, are you just doing what the familiar spirit tells you to do? Each person is so individual. Are you all still hearing me? You can open your phone. Are you still able to hear me? Yeah. Okay. okay, all right. Now, uh, uh, again, now go, going on, I'll just get off of that for a minute. Now, going on, we, we have to understand this. Now, Jesus is the Lord and the King over everything, you all. 
to whom all authority in heaven and earth belongs to. And he gave us that authority. Because we're part of him. We have that same authority. But some of us will not make up our mind to receive the promises what God has. And when you know the promises what God has for you, you be obedient and you walk in it. You do what God says do. And that's kind of what happened to me this week. And as I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading this word. And in the morning, he always gives me something in the morning to uh, kind of meditate on. And I heard him say, uh, I, I, I was praying. I said, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting bored here and it just dropped in my in my spirit uh it blessed me and enlarged my territory and i want to say that to you all god has some things for you but be at a point so you can hear what he said he wants to bless you he wants to give you ability to go out and, and do other things instead of just sitting home watching tv and sh- isolate yourself when you isolate yourself the devil has an opportunity to play with you now look at uh First Chronicles 11 and 2. When I talked about Jesus is Lord, this is what this is. First Chronicles 11 and 2 teaches us that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the Lord and King over all. The one to whom all authority in heaven and earth belongs. The King of kings is your shepherd. He's my shepherd. And we're his sheep. He loves us and leads us and nourishes us and feeds us. It cherishes us and protects us like a shepherd does his sheep. We've talked about that before. A, a real shepherd out of the field, this is what he does for his sheep. He loses one, he, he leaves the other. Now, if he had a hundred of them and he counts them and he leaves one, he'll leave the 99 and go out and look for that one lost one. And that's what Jesus will do for him. He sends us out to look for the lost. And that's what our job, job is to do. Now, uh, now what this is, uh, again, First Chronicle 11 and 2 reminds us that when we pray, Oh God, all glory be unto your name. This is how we pray, you all. Our shepherd, King Jesus, uh, we praise you as being King and Lord over all, as being the Savior of our sin and being the shepherd of our souls. We praise you for healing, for leading us, guiding us. And uh, we, we look at God today. And we confess that we are his sheep. It's not like an animal, but we are his sheep. We can look at it that way. That's a form of what Jesus said. We're not an animal, but we're like sheep. And, and sheep, are, you know, when you look at the book, I, I, I think I, I, I recommended the book for you all to read. The Shepherd, uh, the, the, yeah, the Shepherd of the 23rd Psalm. That's a good, a good book to read and get a, a good understanding. Go ahead to Proverbs 10 and 22. I got to quit a lot of scriptures and I'm going to try. I may have to cut most of them out, but there's a couple of them that I really want you to look at. But this one, Proverbs 10 and 22. I always try to give you a corresponding scripture in the New Testament. As to what it was in the Old Testament. Now, but this is the Old Text. This is in Proverbs. Now, in Proverbs 10 and 22 said, The blessing of the Lord make it rich, and he added no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he added no sorrow. I, I, I think I've been at a status one time. This scripture came heavy to me because I, I was blessed of the Lord. 
and I had uh, a small little car, but I knew somebody else that wanted, that needed a car. And being obedient as to what the Lord was saying, I gave that little small car away. And then a few days later, somebody else gave me a van. Those, that was a bless, blessing of the Lord that made me rich, but I was able to take what I had and overflow it to somebody else. And we, that's how we need to be obedient to God's word. Look at Matthew 6 and 13. Matthew 6 and 13. Again, this is uh, corresponding scriptures to the chronicle one. Uh, what Jabez is praying. Matthew 6 and 13 said, And lead us not into t- temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You, all of us know that one. That's that's the promises God has said. He will not leave us into temptation. But I bet you one thing, he'll, he'll allow us to be tested. And for every test that we go through, we'll learn. And then if you don't learn, you go back through it again. Look at the Israelites that came out of Egypt. They didn't learn. They were disobedient and they walked around that desert 40 years to over, over half of them dropped dead. And the new jail, everybody over 20, everybody that was over under 20 is the one that went into the promised land. And not to say, though, they were still having babies. They were still birth and death over, the, over those 40 years they walked around in the desert. Uh, get Matthew 7, Matthew 7, and we're going to look at verses 7 through 11. Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. Starts out with saying, Ask and it shall be given you. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that uh, seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Of what, uh, listen to this, you all. Of what man is there of you whom if your son asks for bread, you give him a, st- a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him as a serpent? If you then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more your Father, which is in heaven, give good things unto them that ask him? Jabed asked. And God delivered right away. Jabez, are you bold enough to be able to ask God something and knowing that he's going to answer right away? I ask that. Are you bold enough to ask him? Are you assured enough to know that you're in the right standing with God when he drops something in your, your spirit that you want? And you just ask him for it. All Jabez said was, bless me and enlarge my territory. And it was done. It was done. You can think about some other people in the Bible that it was done immediately. Look at Luke, uh, verse uh, chapter nineteen, verse forty-two. It says uh, Luke nineteen, verse forty-two. Say it says, saying, "If thou ha- had known, even though at least in this thy day the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from your eyes." The long story there, I'm having some of this, you all write it down and go back and read this, at least the scripture before and after to get a better understanding. John uh, 21 and 17. John 21 and 17. This is actually saying that, you know, all of us all about whether or not God can hear us. 
whether or not God can hear us and will he give us the desire, will he answer our prayers? Well, some of us may have had prayers for go all about the yin yang yang. And he has an answer. And we have to sit down and think, why God isn't answering my prayer? Don't go to a Peter march, but check yourself. What is in the way? Look look at it. You're, trying to, you, you're on this long journey. And all you're trying to do is get out of your house and, and get downtown. And but you can't get out and get out of your garage. You can get out of your garage, but you can't drive down the street because there's something in the way. So you sit. You go back in the house and you sit. Do you just sit and wait till somebody fix the road? Suppose they never fix the road. You'll be sitting in your house the rest of your life. You have to find out. This is spiritual. I'm talking the spirit. That's the natural. But even into the spiritual part, you have to uh, know yourself. Focus. Miss Pat always says that. I love it. Be focused. What's going on around you? Be aware. Be aware. What's all around you? What is happening? With yourself first. With yourself first. John 21 and 17. John 21 and 17 says, He says unto him uh, the third time, Simon, son of Jesus, Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was uh, grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? This is Jesus talking to Peter. And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. That's what he told us last week. You all to go out and get some of them. Be a fisher. He told us last week to go get the fishers. Be fisher of men. And we're going to talk about this after we go off the line. Uh, hold hold on one second. It's all right. I I I'll get them when I get off the line. I'm just telling you, I'm gonna text that dad. I, I, okay. Uh, he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of son of Jonas. That's who Simon's father was. Uh, Lovest thou me? Jesus is asking Peter. That was Simon, that was his name. Peter, that was his, uh, I, I say that was his uh, government name. Uh, Peter was grieved because Jesus asked him another time. He's asked some of us two, three, four, five times to do something. And we act like we got a deaf ear. We have a deaf ear because we don't know his voice. And we got to go ask mama, daddy, or uncle, aunt what he said. When Jesus talked directly to, when God talked, Jesus and which the father, father is one, when he talked directly to us, you don't have to go ask anybody anything. But the confirmation with the majority of the time, uh, some prophet or somebody else will come and say the same thing that Jesus already said. Most prophecies that I, I understand it from the years of teaching that I've gotten, when you get a prophecy, that is something God already said to you. But you're just hard-headed you won't do it. But he said to people, people uh, uh, Peter rather, a third time, loves thou me? He asked me, do you love me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. You know everything. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, well, feed my sheep. He said, go be obedient then. Romans 16 and 19. Romans 16 and 19. For your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I will have you wise until that which is good and simple concerning evil. You, we, we, we are at a level in our life, you all, we ought to know the difference between good and bad. We're, we're not stupid. 
We're not stupid, but a lot of us pretend to be. You 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 do evil because you want to keep it simple, or you want to go ahead and just blend in with other folks. You don't want to offend anybody. You offend the Holy Spirit. That's what you do. When you're not obedient to God, you, you offend the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1 and 3. Ephesians 1 and 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who have blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Because we have Jesus living within us, we have all these blessings. Spiritual spiritual blessings and natural blessings, you all. And if you haven't uh, got your gift, your gift of blessings that he has available for you, you're always down and out and, and depressed. Something is wrong. You're not receiving what God has there for you. Ephesians 3 and 20. Ephesians 3 and 20. I I love this. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask and think according to the power that worketh in us. I love that verse. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us Ephesians 4 and 30 says uh, and we grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption Ephesians 4 and 30 and we grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. Now, you might some of you may not understand that what that means. Uh, see, what does it mean in the Bible when it talks about grieving the Holy Spirit? And there's a couple, in, and it's Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. Uh, I'm not going to do all of that, but I think, grab Acts 20, 17 through 28. That's the one we're going to look at first. And I may not read all of this. Uh, I may not do all of it. I'm going to read some of it for you. Uh, Acts 20, 17 through 28 said, Now for the uh, Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come in, come in to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in uh, Asia. Serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of Jesus and how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to the Greeks of repentance uh, towards God. What he's saying here, he, he went into those areas into Ephesus and he was teaching the people about Jesus but first of all he taught them about repentance uh, what blocks us from getting our prayers answered keeps us from uh, when we give a request to God keep us from getting the answer is because we don't repent sometimes the thing is so simple you all uh, it's, it's so so simple so simple, and those little bit of simple things. So the little simple things is the things that blocks up. 
the simple thing is what blocks us from being able to uh, get a prayer from God. Now, I want to give you some instructions for Christian living, you all. Uh, and this, I think this is actually the one, might be uh, Ephesians four seventeen through 30. It says, so I tell you this, insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in the uh, futility of their thinking. Verse uh, 18 says, They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Think about that again. A lot of times we we have hard... Uh, verse verse nineteen. You know, a lot of times we have heart. We know what hardening of our hearts is. That means we don't. We we just don't want to do what God said. We we have lack of understanding. We don't have that personal relationship with Him. Verse nineteen says, "Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to." Uh, since, uh, let me spell the word. It's hard for me to pronounce. S e n s u a l i t y. Sensuality. So as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That's one of the things that blocks us from getting to God. We we have greed. We have we have a hardening of a heart, and we have greed. Verse thirty, verse twenty says that. However, is not the way of life you you've uh, you've learned. This is not this. He was teaching uh, people in Ephesus when you heard about Christ and you were taught in Him in accordance with the truth. That is in Jesus. Uh, 28, 22 said, You were taught with regards to your former way of life. No put off of your old self, which is being corrupted by his uh, deceitful desires. We, we have deceitful desires. We say a lot of times we fake it till we make it. That's deceitful. You're deceiving your own self. God knows all about us. He knows our hearts. He knows what we think. We're not fooling anybody. We're not fooling ourselves. We're surely not fooling him. And verse verse 20, this is the way this book is about how we should live. Verse 23 said, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. That's what we need. To make yourself new in the attitudes of your mind. 24 says, and to put on the new self. Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. That is one of our requirements. To be like God in righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. Bottom line. Right there it is right there. We we, we fake it. We, we do a little bit of small things. You know, there's a... There's, <coughs> excuse me. I think I wrote I wrote the book about dead bled dead flies in the apothecary. I have that book also online. This is this is really for leaders, but it can be for anyone. All the little joking we stuff we do. All the little crazy movies we watch at TV and home. All that that affects us. That get into our spirits. That moves us away from holiness. And a lot of people don't agree with that. But if they don't agree with it, they keep doing what they're doing and see how far they, how close, what type of personal relationship we have with God. Uh, verse 26 it says, In your anger, do not sin. 
Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Bottom line, and and in a lot of the marriage classes, that's one thing they teach, and that's in anyone. It said, in your anger, don't sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Twenty-seven. This is how we should live as Christians. Do this, and you might get your prayer answered, like Jabez uh, did immediately. Twenty-seven said, "Do not give the devil a foothold." These, a lot of this you all have heard. Of, said if if you uh, let him ride, he's want to drive. That that's one of the old 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 sayings that I've heard. If you let the devil ride, then he's gonna want to drive. That's what happens. When we, we let him come into our life, we let him just take charge of what he want to do. Next thing you know, I mean, you just let him in just for a little bit. Or oh, I just let him in for a little bit. And then, and then I, uh, what they say, people say, I've heard them say, let me just lay my religion down. You don't know what's going to happen once you lay that religion down. There's a gap between laying that religion down and then picking it back up. You may, you may not ever be able to pick it back up again. You might, poop out of here. It said, don't give him the devil a foothold. Don't entertain him. Don't let anybody talk uh, uh, negative, crazy, stupid things to you. Now, verse 26 said, anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Talked about how I got a car. I'm a workaholic. I know I've been a workaholic all my life. I never had less than one job, two jobs. Work hard. Very work hard. And then I was able to share my wealth with somebody. But if I didn't have something, I had to go down and get a food box every other week. I, I couldn't get nothing. I wouldn't have nothing to give anybody. Verse 29, and please, if the shoe don't fit, don't try to put it on. And I'll say it that way. If the shoe don't fit, don't try to put it up. This lesson is about how you're supposed to be living if you're a Christian. These are the promises of God. If you live this way, you can get a prayer answer in immediately. Enlarge, enlarge my territory, Lord. I don't know what type of prayer you have, but I, I say, you know, at some point you, want, you should want God to do something other than, other than give me a beautiful house, give me a car, give me a beautiful house, get, out, get you a good job, you can get a beautiful house because you have good credit. Verse 29, uh, it says, I like this one too. Verse 29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. When we, even our small talk, you, I don't like small talk, so this virus, so you, you can't go by me on that. I, I don't like nobody to give me a little gibberish talk that ain't talking about nothing. A lot of the times we sit and do this gossip talk, and, and, and it's not beneficial. It's even down at, uh, when someone called and they asked me, uh, 99%, well, how are you doing? I always say, I've always been able to say, all is well. All is well. I could say, well, I'm down and out and sick, and I don't know if I'm ever going to be healed. I'm speaking to what I want. I want to stay down and out and sick and never be healed. Verse 30 said, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. <coughs> Excuse me, almost done. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander along with every form of malice 
30 31 again i'll say get rid of all bitterness we we channel check ourselves what are you upset about what are you what are you disgusted about what are you bitter some of us have a root of bitterness it's so deep down it's rooted as to what our character is we're rooted in bitterness because of what happened then this is a new day we've been through this this is a brand new day I, I, for those of you all that can dance, dance one for me. I, I, I love, this is a new day. Every day I wake up is a brand new day. I don't know what's going to happen because I do not allow bitterness. I have no root of bitterness in me. Are you able to say that? Or do you have any root of bitterness? Don't fool yourself. Find out what it is. Any rage or anger? Are you angry about something? That means you got your fist all balled up. God can't give you nothing when you got bitterness, rage, anger, and you're always brawling, always auger. You, you got slander, uh, all, all kind of malice. Look that word malice up and see what it means if you're not sure. Now, the very last one, and we're going to end the lesson. I, I, I thank God for this. It said for us to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave us just as in Christ God forgave us because of Jesus what he did for us all we got to do is is, is know what's, what's the, what the problem is and forgive I, I do know there are situations that's happening even in my own personal life but I am not going to hold no guilt for what nobody else is doing I'll say it again I, I, and I, I boldly can say I really don't care if somebody's mad with me, it's not me. I'm not caring. I'm not mad and upset with nobody. I'm not mad and upset with nobody because if I am, I know that's going to interrupt. That's going to cause a gap between uh, God and me. That malice, that stone sitting in the way that keeps me from being able to get to the Father and get a prayer answer. So all this stuff is, you know, what tell you all the, the way we should live. This, this has been uh, a guidance, a teaching on how we should, instructions for living. And, and that's actually was Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. That is giving you instructions on living. If you want a prayer, answer right away. I'll give you this little bit of testimony for, for one of the uh, young men that I know. I've been knowing him about, oh, back in the 80s. He used to work for me at a, a collection company. Um, not the telephone company, but one of the local collection companies that I was a, a manager. When he came here, I called him Crackhead because that's what he was. He was a crackhead from Cleveland. And when I say crack, he did crack. But deep down inside of him, he had, had some roots because his mother, I, 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 after the, after down through the years, I got to talk to his mother. An old, old uh, Christian woman of God, woman of God, but she taught her children. She taught her children. So even though he came from Cleveland, Arizona, he had some uh, he had some roots down there. But down through the years, he got worse. Then he got better. Got better. Then got better. Uh, we share a lot of the same friends that has been dying. And about a month ago, he called that he was having kidney problems. Now your, your pastor catch up with you, you all. It definitely will catch up with you if you don't recognize what it is and take care of yourself. And he was having kidney problems, and I was telling him about uh, some of the things that my brother has went through, and I think my other brother, and I was telling him uh, what to do for his kidneys. And sometimes it's best that we don't take all this medicine that the uh, doctors 
tell us to take because uh, after a while you either become addicted to it or it can make you worse. You have to pay attention to what you're doing. Google it. Look at some of the stuff that's going on. But anyway, they were supposed to do a biopsy on his kidney. I told him what to do. He called me Saturday. And he was screaming. I didn't know what it was. What he was shot. He was screaming and happy. Now let me throw this in. Now this young man had just went through a death with with his significant other. They were very very close, getting ready for a marriage and all that. And she up and just died on him one day. Up and died. She was a diabetic, just up and died. But anyway, he called, shouting and screaming, and all happy because he caught, went to the doctor, and the doctor told him, "You don't have to have the biopsy no more. Say so your kidneys are healed." Your kidney, that's out of obedience and doing. God can do that for any of us, but we got to pay attention to ourselves, you all. We got to pay attention. We just can't sit in and isolate ourselves. That that is disobedience. God told us to take care of ourselves, know ourselves, know what's going on around you. That's disobedience. Remember, you don't want to be like Saul. Saul started doing stuff that the people said do. The people told him to start sacrificing, and he lost his kingdom because he listened to the people, and he started doing sacrifice. Listen, look at uh, way back when uh, Moses went up to the mountain, and Aaron listened to the people, built that big old calf out of gold or whatever, thought the calf going to come alive and started doing some miracles. And, and th that caused uh, Moses, when he come down, he was so upset with them. They were doing orgies and everything. He's so upset with them. He threw those, those at first uh, tablet and broke them. Then he had to go back another 40 days. Don't allow anyone to separate you from God. He wants, he has so many promises he has given us. He gives us a, an opportunity to walk in his holiness. When we don't walk in his holiness, we, we listen. And a lot of it is called familiar spirits. And I, I've taught on it and I may have to teach it again. We allow these familiar spirits, things that we have heard, things that we know has happened in, in the past to continue with us today and separate us from God. And uh, you know what you are? I, I just want to say, if you want to go back and listen to uh, read Ephesians 4 and 17 and uh, don't allow anyone to separate you from